BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. And Fernando. Hey, Ben. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. Got another great episode for you. We have some more exciting polling data. Statistics. Yay. Who doesn't love a good (laughs) statistic? And a bunch of other stuff to get to. But first, let's start with something a little bit light. Oh. Mm. Of course. I'm talking about music. The thing that makes the world go round, the thing that makes our brains hum, the things that help you get through driving 35 hours from Chicago all the way here to sunny Los Angeles. (laughs) I want to thank Travis Irvine for turning me on to a hit new song by 74-year-old Mark Knopfler. It's called Boom Like That, and it's all about Ray Kroc and him taking over McDonald's. Yep. So it's, you know, I'm not a stepdad. I'm not a stepdad, but I do like the accoutrements. Oh, okay. (laughs) Stepfather music, rock and roll, indeed. All right. So the candidates, in order to seem human, Uh which is something that obviously, as we've seen with Ron DeSantis and Viva Grandma Swammy, it's extremely difficult for them to do. (laughs) To relate. (laughs) They want to relate to us through music. So oh. the 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 <laughs> unbelievable journalists over at Politico, they uh-huh. got to the bottom of what songs do politicians like most. Oh so let's God. go through just some of these. <laughs> when I think of, hmm, what's he listening to? Right, right. Asa Hutchinson. <laughs> the, I believe he's 80 years old. Oh, my okay. God. But ironically right. enough. I'm going to have a guess. I'm going to guess. Asa, you spell his name A-S-A. So I'm thinking he likes ABBA, A-B-B-A. You would be completely and utterly incorrect. Yeah, not even close. I'm just going to say this. (laughs) Ironically enough, his musical tastes align the most with mine. Oh, oh, I see yeah, that. There you I go. That. I'm just imagining you and Asa Hutchinson on a 35 hour road trip now, buddy, cranking tunes. Hey, Asa, you uh, got to c- control your old man farts. Good <laughs> grief. It smells like a diaper in here. The number one song for Asa Hutchinson is from a musical icon, uh-huh. a man that could drum and sing. He could oh. chew gum and walk at the same time, <laughs> something that can't be said for our politicians. Levon Helm, Ophelia. Ooh. It's a great song. So Asa oh. coming in. I'm if I just had to vote for president based upon music, 
Right. Asa is right up there. He got Sweet Caroline from Neil Diamond. Friends mm. in Low Places with mm -hmm. Garth Brooks. I mean, okay. obviously, Whoa. knowing okay. Donald Trump and politicians, uh, he definitely has <laughs> friends funny. in low places. <laughs> and then he also has Get Rhythm by Johnny Cash. Whoa. Now, the only part of all of this is when you know for a fact a staffer made That's a choice. The, that was going to be my comment. Asa. I was like, we, right. this is clearly someone who was not him who made yes. this list. Because so far, leave on help. Johnny Cash, John Oates is on here. The Beatles, Garth Brooks, Neil fit. Diamond, all fit. Los Lobos, yeah, all fit. Love mm. it. And then apparently he also likes to listen to "Get the Party Started" by Pink. It's a great oh. track, but I don't think it's Asa Hutchinson's. <laughs> That's track. how he gets pumped for those debates. That's how he does so well. I don't want to live in a world where Asa Hutchinson even knows who Pink is. <laughs> what is right. happening? He does the aerial stunts along with her. Oh my goodness! Yes, the whole crowd has their umbrellas out so they don't get hit with liquid shit. <laughs> When it comes to uh, another political candidate that's not getting too much press right now, but you got Cornell West. He is my second favorite mm. as far as Ooh. musicians go. Okay. Love Supreme by John Coltrane. Mm. The Caravan of Love by the Eiley Brothers. Oh. R-E-S-P-E-C-T by Aretha Franklin. Love it. And Mississippi Goddamn by Nina Simone. So Cornell, Ooh. if I, again, I'm looking at the Asa Cornell ticket. If we're just going by <laughs> music. music. Oh, yes. Yeah, and sure. One, the band and Nina Simone. Absolutely. This one seemed legit to me because it's just four tracks. Yep. It's simple. And yeah, it, this one see seems it. legit. Yeah. He answered. He's like, these four. I, I love it. I love it. Totally freaking see it. Absolutely. Um, and Cornell West. His campaign isn't really going very well. Um, I'm not sure what the Greens are doing. Travis, perhaps you could tell us a little bit more. Is the Do you know anything about what the Greens are doing right now? Obviously running west, but are they? I haven't seen many ads or articles or media or anything. No, I mean, third parties, especially at a presidential level, kind of peaked there in 2016. I mean, the Libertarian Party lost a lot of ballot access after that. The Green Party lost even more ballot access. Okay. So that's going to be Cornell West's major hurdle right now is the Green Party was only on 20 some states um, on the ballot uh, in 20 some states. So okay. that's pretty much all they're going to be looking at. And that's the only area where Cornell West can even have an impact. The thing is, the Green Party, they're on states that are usually overrun by Democrats anyway, California, New York, mm -hmm. Vermont. So I, I, you know, I think he will fortunately avoid a Jill Stein type fate, right? Mm. Where he gets blamed for everything. But, <laughs> right. you know, he's fighting an uphill battle. Yeah, and of course, we're going to talk about ballot access a little bit later on in the episode regarding Donald Trump. These legal issues are, again, piling up 91 mm -hmm. felony counts. And there are a few states that have said mm, perhaps he will not have ballot access right. in our state, which would have a massive impact on the election. All right. Well, speaking of people who ran for office and failed, Larry Elder, <laughs> our favorite talk show host, <laughs> this guy. Again, not the worst. My girl by the Temptations, mm -hmm, like it. Ooh. Indeed, he also goes. He goes to end of the road with boys to men. I love that track. Ooh. Yes, indeed. And of course, as a politician, it's more boys to boys. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's life by Frank Sinatra. Ooh, Shake. I like that one. Yeah, not bad. Shake by Otis Redding. He's got a nice throwback sort of list here that I actually do believe was created by him. Yeah, because I there's it. no. Again, the Asa Hutchinson, there's no like insertion of like Avril Lavigne. Right. <laughs> As we know that that is not true. When it comes to Will Hurd, 
And I'm not even sure why the hell he should be heard or why he was asked anything. <laughs> it's because he's technically running, but he, he hasn't done anything. <laughs> yes. Uh, ironically enough, he comes across as slightly um, more, tougher than I expected. Yeah, okay. I agree with uh, you. It starts with Robert Earl Keene. I got to go. And of course, that is something that he should do. All the way to Space Cowboy from Jamiroquai. <laughs> and then he does get into Easy e and Bone Thugs and Harmony. But it, the Crossroads is a classic track. Though. It's if a you beautiful were song. If you were alive in the 90s, you know the, the Crossroads. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So Cleveland's own. Uh, yeah, they I, finally just named a street for Bones, Thugs, and Harmony up in Cleveland, where they're from. And then, of course, ironically enough, uh, he has Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals with Steal My Kisses, which is, I believe, the problem that Matt Gates is currently facing. Uh, Jerry Reed, Eastbound and Down. And Jerry Reed, I believe, had a fantastic cameo. Was it Waterboy that he was in? Oh, I, He I, made I, some I cameo. All right, moving on to probably the douchiest of all the choices. Viva. Mm. Viva Gramaswamy. <laughs> I do not want to be stuck in a fucking car with this guy. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> okay. So we know Eminem. We know Lose Yourself. That's okay. still his favorite song, despite the fact Eminem actively hates him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Please stop liking my music. Please stop liking my music. Then he just goes to Mozart, which I could kind of see, but also in the douchiest what way. What is this, NPR? Yeah, like, what we- yeah, exactly. Come on, dude. <laughs> it's also like, I just see him like listening to Mozart being like, think i'm smart now right you think I, like I, right. it's so yeah, it's performative yeah. yes i agree fallout boy Ugh. he <laughs> likes fallout boy a, a song called centuries imagine dragons you lost me right there imagine yeah. dragons two songs believer and thunder that's hmm. the worst dude. <laughs> imagine dragons i barely know who they are and i if they're listening i love you're an artist congratulations yeah, everyone has a different success. taste congrats on the success. everyone has different taste <laughs> yeah. but it's just do you want your president in there talking to Putin <laughs> while listening to Imagine Dragons? No, no. The one that I do like on this list is Jolene yeah, by Dolly Parton. That's, that's the only redeeming quality. Maybe this Woody Guthrie track, Pastures of Pleasure. Dream On is a good track by Aerosmith. Dream On is fine. It's yeah, Dream On is fine. But Jolene, that one has a little bit more. You know, that has that has a strong message. Mm-hmm. It would be nice if all of these musical artists contacted Vivek Wamaswamy like Eminem did and said, please stop liking my music. And then he just can't listen to any of his face. What a Mozart. Get Mozart's ghost on the phone. Well, one of the things that uh, Vivek has in common now with Nikki Haley, who we're going to talk about just uh, in a little bit here when it comes to polling numbers. Again, Nikki Haley, uh, evidently that debate where some of the Trump Republicans were like, I don't like her one bit. Seems like she might she be. She turned it around. She really might be. She does agree with Vivek on Jolene. Huh. Well, mm. She also chose Fast Car, but the Luke Combs version, mm. uh, which is fine. I mean, I don't care. I, I but, relate. I relate. But they're, go, they're both good. They're both good. It's Tracy Chapman's song. Exactly. I actually yeah. kind of feel like if you're going to say Fast Car, you can't. You, I mean, it's not like I like Star Wars, specifically episodes four, five, and six. <laughs> right. right. Sure. <laughs> right. I see what you're saying. But anyway, she also <laughs> likes Mr. Brightside by The Killers, Dancing mm. Queen by ABBA. Okay. And when she ah. wants to get a little saucy, don't mm. worry, baby. She wants to pour some sugar on me. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> I want to see. Mm. That is the song at Coyote Ugly, by the way, where the girls have to dance on the bar yes. when that's heard. <laughs> yes. So I feel like I could see Nikki up there just really getting her glucose levels up and the dot beat is in the crowd, pouring some sugar <laughs> on it all. 
And of course, her number one is I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. So Nikki has, you know, by 80s chick standards, mm-hmm. she's kind of cool. You know, musically, not the not the worst. Mm-hmm. And when you see it laid out the way, you know, because I looked at the whole list, when you see it laid out, Vivek only had eight. Other people only had four tracks. Nikki Haley, she brought a whole 20 tracks. She brought, she brought, whole, a, she brought a whole playlist that she, says yeah. something. You know, she yeah. did American Girl. She likes Queen. Um, Radio Gaga by Queen. I mean, that's a good I mean, that's a good track. That's a good also, one. That's uh, a good one. Hoser, take me to church. I believe that's about sucking cock. Isn't it's it? about sex. Wait, but yeah, it's a good one. It's yeah. a really good one. Yeah, that's the take me to church. But yeah, it's like yeah, yeah I'm fairly it's certain about, it's about it's an innuendo. Yes. Well, isn't that exciting? <laughs> Nikki Haley is a freak. She <laughs> might be. She got Blondie on here. Post Malone featuring Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott. I again, I maybe there's a staff pick. But anyway, I could see her playing those, you know, because I can see it. It's a nice mix. If you listen to like uh, XM radio, which I do, you know, you get you get this mix on that. The the hit station XM radio has not changed in 30 years. (laughs) It's it's nuts. (laughs) Although the fact that Green Day is on the oldies station, I said, what are you talking about? This hits me. Occasionally it hits me. Yeah. Nuts. Buddy, I was at a bar the other day and uh, you can be if you were born in 2002, you can drink now. Yeah, I think oh I've aged. I think I've aged out of alcohol. I think I'm just I'm done. <laughs> right? Oh this my! Like, it's, it's a young man's game. Yeah, it's a young man's game. Too old. I'm gonna get die better. <laughs> well, changes can happen at any time in life for the positive. So let's remember that. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy. And starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Well, speaking of diabetes, just lastly, Chris Christie <laughs> and a man who, again, the people that he likes hate him. They hate yes. him. Yeah, and right. I don't understand. I don't know if he feels I, it's a level of like, I would be devastated. I can't, I am, I like I, people to be happy around me. And when right. people say, I'm not happy around you, then I'm like, I'll change. Right. This is this. Something Unless they're needs- totally fucking wrong. And yes. they're a bunch of Nazis. They'd be like, no, you yeah. can just be unhappy. Yeah, with yeah exactly. <laughs> the Context. number one song as always is Thunder Road or Rocky Thunder, Rocky Road. There you go. A little chubby joke there. Just fun. Uh, They're never very good, but we do it. So Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen, a man who has actively loathed Chris Christie. Chris Christie went to a Bruce Springsteen concert and Bruce Springsteen literally was like, get out of here. Wow. (laughs) Bruce Springsteen, rather, a musician who was like hunted. Remember when he had that shot of tequila with a fan and then the officers in New Jersey pulled him over and gave him a DUI. So and everyone's fun. like, what the fuck? Because there were a bunch of Trumpers and Bruce was like, I don't like him because he's a fucking asshole and Bruce Springsteen's a working man hero. <laughs> That's so funny. So he also likes the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, John Cougar Mellencamp, Billy Joel, Bon Jovi. None of these people would like him whatsoever. Elton John. Mm. This is just, he is such a fucking loser. 
in every sense of the word, including music. When it comes to the best song on his list, I do think it's probably Tiny Dancer by Elton John. That's a good song. Because I can just see him. With his little foot <laughs> dancing to Tiny Dancer. Aww. <laughs> I bet you he likes the Britney Spears version more, but he just won't admit to it. It's possible. <laughs> and of course, the reason that he's disqualified for being president is because he also has a U2 song in there. Can't trust. It should be all Americans. Only Americans. Yes, indeed. So politicians. <laughs> They're just like Ash. <laughs> <laughs> who do you like the most out of that list? Who would you want to ride with, Travis? Uh, the the top three that you mentioned, Asa Hutchinson, because yep. I like all those songs. Great and then I, res- I respected Cornell West, but then also Larry Elder. I kind of just want to have a party with the three of us. And we just kind of like, you know, jam out and listen to music. Well, there you go. All right. Well, let's move on a little bit to something we talked about on last episode when it comes to this dude, Larry Sinclair, uh, the man who says in 1999 he had a steamy, steamy relationship with Barack Obama. I'm so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm envious, I mean. (laughs) Uh, It's interesting. I never mentioned this guy. I don't even know. I don't know him personally. Um, It is what it is. He's the founder of Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy. Um, But it's interesting because he came out and actually dissed on Tucker quite a bit, Tucker Carlson. And sometimes you think of these two people as uh, almost it's a similar audiences, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, compete, they're competing for the same group of douchebags. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm oversimplifying. I don't know. But Dave Portnoy said, uh, top to bottom, maybe the least trustworthy human I've ever laid eyes on. I'd say his story had 0.0 chance of being true. And that is generous. Wow. So Port Noy wrote, I would trust Anna Delvey, who I'm not sure who the fuck who Anna, Anna Delvey, Delvey is. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll get the, Be- the reference. Before I trusted anything Larry Sinclair said, let me see who Anna Delvey is. Oh, she's a fake heiress oh, who regrets that, her choices. She, yeah, she's that one from that 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 the whole Hulu series. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. Uh, a, it's supposed to be current, but that's how that tells you how much we are on pop media. Yeah, I don't freaking know anything. <laughs> I just just whatever. Um, so it is interesting that people uh, again that perhaps would would be more to the right. Um, or even looking at that Tucker Carlson interview and be like, Larry Sinclair, what are you even doing? Right. And I swear to God, it was just so Tucker could ask the question, what was Barack Obama the, like he, on like crack? Like you said, his face, the joy he got from asking those types what? of questions. Yeah. Can you tell me about <laughs> his erection? <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, they're all so interested in when they hear about these things. <laughs> right. Tell me yeah. about the penis. Just go on. Just go on about the penis a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, if they're all obsessed with Hunter Biden's penis and crack use. It's just when it comes to crack and penises, Republicans, very, very interested. Take a look at it. Let's take a look at it. Uh, Hunter Biden, by the way, looks like he might uh, be facing some charges here. And again, he doesn't make policy. Believe it or not, sons of senators, vice presidents, and now presidents are all fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Shocking news, everybody. <laughs> right. It's no need to, uh, you know, halt the government mm-hmm. because mm. of the son that, you know, wasn't supposed to live. Well, that's oh, another great. It was that's supposed another... to... Bo died. How does Bo die? Oh, uh, right. The, the wrong kid dad, as they I say. Well, but that's also a great uh, song. It has political connotations. I ain't no senator's son, but our... our, our uh, one of our favorites, John Fogarty. Fortunate I'm surprised son. that didn't make didn't make it on anybody's list because they're all sons of very oh, wealthy, right. powerful right. people. Yeah. They get oh, the yeah. point. They're not, they're not sons of truck drivers. <laughs> and I love that tune. As a matter of fact, I remember I was doing some 
one of these little programs. And I was like, I wouldn't want to be Mitt Romney, man. You can't even listen to Fortunate Son. And then they're like, that what? I was like, yeah, it's a great song. How do you yeah. grow up? Right. That's right. the thing. If you grow up like super rich, I mean, everyone has their own issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked growing up middle to lower middle class. It was, it was good. Oh, yeah. I like being right. able to relate to people. I agree. You've got to yeah, do yeah. the work. Then yeah. you gotta get the mm-hmm. you gotta do mm-hmm. the work to get here. It made me mm-hmm. humble. And then hopefully humble. our children can be part of the shadow government. <laughs> so that no one has to know who they are <laughs> yeah. and they can just live off the spoils of what we're doing now. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about something serious. Elon Musk, speaking of the son of a wealthy fucking creep. That, ooh, nice segue. This story is crazy. Yes. So the Ukrainian uh, military was doing a counteroffensive. Evidently, they used the Starlink network. Elon Musk turned it off mid-counteroffensive, costing who knows what. This is a true story. Um, Elon Musk foiled a Ukrainian submarine drone attack on a Russian naval fleet last year by turning off his Starlink satellite internet network near the Crimean coast to prevent, quote, a mini Pearl Harbor. So this oligarch had the power to Mm -hmm. alter a land war between two independent nations? Yes. Whoa. Isn't that nuts? His logic is that he wants to prevent World War III. It's not your job. It's not his job, which is crazy. Wow. This is like super villain type stuff. That's what it really is. He is uh, Tony Stark, if Tony Stark was still drinking. So this is a, a, a... Apparently, Elon Musk has been in the asshole of Putin for a long time Mm -hmm. and has been a advocate for Russia for a long time. We talk about social media censorship and oh, I'm shadow banned because I said that, oh, gay people should should have their mouths sewn shut. I'm shadow banned. (laughs) Right. Right. This is what he this is. the This This is is actual. This is actual shadow banning. Yeah, (laughs) literally. So your Ukrainian officials were almost there. We got it. Oh, my God. You know, maybe an officer in the back is looking at Pornhub or something. Next thing you know, he comes out rock hard after edging himself, being like, guys, what happened to the system? And it was just shut down from an outside independent source, which, again, was Elon Musk with Starlink. And the fact that he had knowledge of when it was happening, what was happening. Right. I mean, all of that is like, how does one person even have access to do that? And then goes ahead and carries it out. Yes. So this drone, it was carrying a bunch of bombs. It was approaching the ships. It lost connectivity and washed ashore harmlessly. Uh, Ukrainian officials has begged SpaceX founder to turn back on his satellite internet constellation. Um, But I I don't know if he has or not. This is according to a new book that's coming out. Um, The book is going to be out next week. Uh, If this, it does seem to be, valid if you look at elon musk and everything he says Mm -hmm. and obviously he has the power to do it but that's just some new world shit isn't it oh my god yeah no it's it's either out of an an old uh georgia orwell novel or out of a a new modern james bond movie either one that's one guy with way too much power it really is so basically i guess let me let me give context to the story because i actually have been following this one for a while so mm. originally when russia invaded ukraine obviously because of the damage to the infrastructure ukraine lost internet access so starlink yeah. was that was back what two years ago now that 2022, was 22 i think yeah, yeah. the origin yeah. the or, or uh, starlink had already been releasing satellites for about two years so they'd been about a year up in space so they had kind of set up the internet in certain places of the world so they he started providing starlink internet to people in ukraine 
He was providing that until Ukraine planted enough of an offensive on Russia. And that's when he cut them off. So basically, he mm. was OK with giving them Internet when they were paying. But as soon as they started hurting his friends. Russia, he cut them off. Wow. So, wow. This is what Musk had to say. He says, how am I in this war? He says, Starlink was not meant to be involved in wars. It was so people can watch Netflix and chill and get online for school and do good, peaceful things, not drone strikes. So attempting to sort of couch this in, a, I guess, humanitarian light. Mm -hmm. But it is a, uh, that's a really, it's a, it's a fascinating fact. Right. Yeah. This person was just able to totally alter what uh, could have been a turning point for this war. Yeah. Yeah. And and to frame it like he's some sort of a, some peacenik, right. a, a dove flying amongst hawks. I don't know. I, how did how did he end up in this position in the first place? Rebrand uh, X now, obviously, with the new rebrand. It's been praised from the Kremlin <laughs> and uh, and uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has not enjoyed it. Um. So it, Elon Musk has his finger on the scale, uh, obviously being pro-Russia. He didn't shut off the Starlink for Russia. He or, didn't shut it off. I mean, he didn't shut off the Internet. Well, he, oh, I mean, this is a bad the, example. But in 2016, Twitter was one of the biggest re ways that Russia actually circumvented a lot of our democratic process. A lot of the sure. bullshit and the Started propaganda. Fighting, having both sides fight each other. There was that one event that where they had pro-Trump and anti-Trump protesters yes. and they were organized by the same group. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of the point. So he's again, it works for him that. He now owns Twitter because he owns a big vein that they were using in 2016 to communicate propaganda. Mm. They wow. continue now. And he continues with this. This is propaganda, obviously. Uh, you this... weren't, I mean, he was involved. You were obviously involved in the war from the onset. Why would you shut off the Internet now at this point? Also, yeah, right. if you're, yeah. you're going to do it now, I mean, are you just going to pick and choose exactly. which battles right. you want to do this yes, to? Exactly. I mean, that literally is manipulating the outcome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, this is, again, this is super villain type stuff. It reminds me of one of my favorite James Bond villains, a guy who tried to start a war between England and China in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, played by Jonathan Price. He was a media mogul oh. who basically tried to start World War III with a fake attack. And this is right in that same vein, except I guess he prevented the attack, but then in doing so, he still made a war even worse. Right, exactly. It's uh, This is a book, it's, it's from a dude named Walter Isaacson. Um, so that should be out soon. And uh, it's going to be interesting. We Again, we talk about the oligarch class and it seems almost difficult to like articulate or, or put into, uh, you know, to just really understand the amount of power they have. But it's just one one person. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, Vladimir Putin himself is an oligarch, right? The richest man yep. in Russia, certainly in that region. So, yeah, it's, it's just like weird uh, supervillain type stuff where each guy from a different country, whether Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or Vladimir Putin, all these oligarchs have immense power over millions of people's lives. And yeah. And also, if you're like, I, I don't it's just kind of fascinating. We think about the military industrial complex. You mm -hmm. know, we think about Northrop Grumman. We think about all the uh, the um, companies, Lockheed Martin. Lockheed Martin. We think about the war machine companies. And now this is just coming, you know, with someone who can control the the robot bugs. AKA drones. Yeah, and I'm I'm not talking out my ass here. Uh, a study by the European Commission, it was published last week, it found that Twitter under Musk's ownership has played a significant role in disseminating Russian propaganda. 
It literally says preliminary analysis suggests that the reach and influence of Kremlin-backed accounts has grown further in the first half of 2023, driven in particular by the dismantling of Twitter's safety standards. Again, huh. pro-Russia movements by Musk. You know. Wow. Jeez. I'm not making it up. It's no, a fact. It's, he's, <laughs> he is a real fucking something, isn't he? I can't believe the amount of power that he has. And of course, it's because he is a true billionaire, unlike the orange bastard in Donald Trump. Oof. This is according mm. to uh, moving on. This is according to New York Attorney General. They allege that Trump overstated his net worth by three point six billion each year. Ooh, he broke <laughs> each <laughs> year. They said that he—that's like a lot. Like I'll yeah. be like, yeah, I got, I got, I got twenty bucks. I got, I got 20, twenty bucks. bucks. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, you're sitting on a dollar fifty. Yeah. He said the former president Donald Trump's net worth was inflated by billions of dollars each year. Uh, that's according to the New York Attorney General's office. Attorney General Letitia James's office found that Trump was uh, net worth from 2011 to 2021 was overstated by 1.9 to 3.6 billion. Uh, this is all about the sweeping fraud charges when it comes to the Trump organization. Again, the organization that Donald Trump threw his son under the proverbial bus for saying that, no, that's not me. That's Eric <laughs> that's Jr. <laughs> that is Eric. Poor Eric. Not poor. I mean, whatever. The Napoleon dynamite of political children. Uh, so Donald Trump, yeah, it was inflated by billions. Um, that's still a conservative estimate, according to Letitia James. They found that Trump's net worth uh, was nowhere freaking near that. Uh, the suit alleges that the former president and his adult sons and his business defrauded banks and insurance company for years Oof. in an effort to obtain better loan terms and manipulate taxes for the Trump org. The prosecutor is seeking $250 million in damages because of this. But if you watch um, the Trump documentary, or it's not even the Trump documentary, I believe it's Get Me Roger Stone, uh, mm. or any other document. I mean, this has been well right, documented. Well, yes, exactly. Uh, the Donald Trump has been lying about his wealth for decades upon decades. And every bank was just like, yeah, Donald, you fucked up again. Here's some more money. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. He had so many weird deals with different banks. And also, I mean, it's even just so weird. Like when we were in Vegas, it's like I still see the Trump buildings and I'm just like, how did how do they still have these things when we all know they have no money? It makes no, no sense to me. Money laundering, honestly, is, yeah. is the thing you most commonly hear about the Trump organization. That's how they exist. That's how they get through all these international laws. And I don't know. It just keeps chugging along. Eric Trump must be doing a great job. <laughs> is this is this the prequel to money laundering charges? Uh, perhaps. Or this is I believe this is already I think that this is. In relation to the charges that have already been brought regarding fraud in the Trump okay. organization. Okay. So it's just further evidence. Um, yeah. But yes, with real estate, as we've mm -hmm. seen, if you were right. in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, all these buildings went up and no one lives in them. <laughs> right. And then don't forget, even Trump admitted on the debate stage, I think back in 2016, that when he declares bankruptcy, right? There was like the only candidate up there to have declared bankruptcy at, at one point. But he said uh, right up there on the stage that he uses this nation's laws Right. And and, and right. gets around his business that way. It's very common for people to, again, skirt through the laws, pay no right. taxes and then pretend like you're super rich. And then, of course, the irony of all of that was like, yes, he's a con man and he's honest about it. <laughs> right. So I just like he tells it. He tells it he's like the most it honest con man we've ever had. Still a GD con man. 
Um, uh, the, the attorney general says that there's a great deception. It goes much further than people imagine. And I suppose we will continue to hear more about this as this goes on. Um, but yes, they say it was inflated by 3 billion or more for seven years straight starting in 2013. So in 2011, he was just like, it's 1.5 billion more. And then he said, let's up it. Let's just jack it up. And, uh, I guess that that was all for the legal reasons. What a busy time being a liar. Like, you know, I feel like if you run <laughs> right? a legitimate business, it's easier to just be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Like, because all of this stuff, like all of the fucking backroom bullshit, yeah. all of the, like just the lying, the conniving, remembering lies. Right. Yes. Putting up with the web of lies you create is so much work. It's just, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember another presidential candidate, Gary Johnson. He had a very sweet thing he used to say in 2016. It was like, "R.I.P." Uh, when you don't, did he die? Don't. All right, Gary no. Johnson, is, uh, the the New Mexico governor. Yeah, he just died this week. R.I.P. What? Yes. No, Gary, Gary Johnson did die. die. Oh my god, I'm not making this up. I don't know. <laughs> Breaking news: PPP. Gary he, Johnson died. If this he week. did, I would be stunned. Yeah, I'd be, be stunned. absolutely stunned. I'm. I'm uh, I'm 100% sure Gary Johnson passed away. That would be breaking no, news. He's still alive. He's still alive. He's still alive? Yes, of course he's still alive. Where, where the hell did you hear that from? Maybe Jimmy uh, Buffett. Maybe it was Jimmy maybe. Buffett. They're, they're so stoked. You I, never I, know. I swear I thought he had passed away. I thought I turned it on NPR. I'm sorry for derailing the show. No, I love it. I mean, I'm happy that we cleared it up just in case there was You're any. You're thinking of Gary Bruce Johnson, an 86-year-old resident of Staples. Uh, Minnesota, dude! I swear I heard this on NPR. Oh my god! I just looked. I'm it sorry up. for derailing the show, everyone. He did no. just. He did well, just pass away this week. Oh, so you Gary great. Bruce Johnson. All Johnson. right. Well, when Gary when Gare Bear dies, we're gonna take his lungs and we're gonna scrape them and smoke them. Yes, uh, absolutely. That, that, that goes no. along with my uh, now, newly founded dry life. What story was I trying to tell about Gary Johnson? Oh, uh, when he now. was on the debate stage, or when he was debating, talking about it, it's easy to tell. It's it's easier when you don't lie. Yes, it's easier <laughs> to just tell the truth, and then that's of course what got him in trouble when he told the truth about it. he didn't know what the hell Aleppo was. <laughs> that was I had a dream about Mike Barnacle. He, Barnacle, was, he Barnacle. set him up. He Barnacle set him up. up. It was out of nowhere. He should it's 7 30 in the morning and we know Gary loves to wake and bake. So Gary's doing MSNBC a favor right away. And Barnacle should have said, What about Syria? And instead yes, he said, exactly. What about Aleppo? Exactly. And then Gary Johnson's like, Aleppo? Was he was thinking dog food? Yeah. He literally thought about the dog food and then they made him look stupid. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he was a sweet man in many ways. All right. Yeah, rest well, in peace, Gary. He's fine. He's alive and fine. <laughs> Technically, he's probably the healthiest of all the politicians that have ever run for. All he does is work out and smoke weed. And, yeah, and climb mountains. It's yeah, crazy. It's like insane how those two things tend to go hand in hand. Now I'm worried what what hour what I was going through that one hour that I thought he died. That's why I'm trying to get off of Instagram. It was probably a meme or something. <laughs> it I, was Gary Bruce Johnson. I just looked up his obituary. He just died this week. You should be upset, Fernando. I am. Gary Bruce Gary yeah. Bruce was a good 86-year-old man from Staples, Minnesota. Yeah. And we all mourn his loss here at the show. JBJ, JBJ. <laughs> Gone too soon. 86 years fun. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and 
producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of misinformation, Fernando, you've actually given us a great segue. The largest school district in Oklahoma have decided, rightfully fucking so, to opt out of PragerU, which is an education program for kids. It's quote unquote education program. It's not an accredited air quotes university. It's YouTube bullshit. It's, it's one guy. It's one dude, Dennis Prager. Uh, he is a total. I've met him. He's a total fucking schmuck. <laughs> and he was the one it's one of his, um, one of his lessons was how don't be upset with Christopher Columbus. I had different times. And then also <laughs> slaves had a good time. See like slavery actually taught <laughs> oh, him no. good skills. <laughs> okay? That's Prager. You okay. <laughs> and again, not a university, right? So even in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, again, the largest school district in Oklahoma, they have said, we don't want uh, PragerU to be in there. I didn't realize that you had to opt out. Also, I would love to know how much money is PragerU making? Yeah, I mean, he must be because that is a government contract, right? If it's if he's putting his uh, product into public schools, that's taxpayer dollars. That's insane. I mean, of course, he's convinced a couple of low totem pole Republican state legislators all over the country to get his programs into public schools. Even that is insane. Like you said, when you told us about this, I can't believe I can't believe schools were even opting in in the first place. What? Yeah. What the hell have they not? It's a YouTube that's like listening to Lord Rael, who is a cult leader that we talk about on last podcast on the left. It's nuts. So Prager, you claim to be the uh, alternative to, quote, dominant left wing ideology and culture, media and education. So at the most, it is saying that it would be lie by omission, but presenting the conservative side of the argument. Hmm. So Hmm. um, according to the Oklahoma City School District, they say the endorsement of Prager, you by our state superintendent doesn't change anything. We are doing in the classroom. We trust our teachers to do everything they can to help our students grow. We also trust that they will use both curriculum resources provided to them by our district and any other appropriate supplemental materials needed to support student growth. This is what's so aggravating when it comes to kids and this culture war bullshit. Man, they are just they're just stuck in a tug of war between adults acting like fucking children. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well put. It's. It's frightening to see. And again, like you guys just pointed out, it's all taxpayer dollars. This is our money, right? That goes to these these tug of war fights between PTO parents who don't know what's best for their kid. And they're trying to, I don't know, shut down schools, ban books. I mean, good grief. We've come a long way from just a few years ago when the United States public school system and our educational system as a whole was the envy of the entire world. It definitely isn't anymore. And yeah, if you're if you're a parent, you're like, wait, what are you? Why are you? What is going on? Whatever just happened to like science and math and mm-hmm. maybe civics. 
Right. Come Social on. studies. Social studies. arithmetic. It was the three R's. Nice and simple. I don't know. This There's going to be an interesting ramification for the education debacle in this country right now. And I, you have to wonder again, if how purposeful is this? Oh, you know, just yeah, the, exactly. Keep them dumb. Keep them working. Mm, keep them ignorant. Right. Now they're lowering the, uh, the, the ages for, for minors to work and to work in factories and serve beer. And you're absolutely right. Uh, like we've talked about when it comes to the child labor laws in this country that have been on the books for almost a century. There's a reason why we had them, because during the Gilded Age, kids were dying in factories and coal mines. Yeah, I was watching. It was funny. I was watching, like, I think it was like a five-year-old chimney sweep. But a part of me was like, see, I'm going to show that. If I ever have children, be like, see? Yeah, see? Get up there. Clean up the chimney, yeah. ass kid. Yeah. Show them uh, Mary Poppins and see how much fun they are having uh, sweeping those chimneys, singing and dancing. And what's interesting also is for this article, this is from Coco News 5. No one wanted to go on camera. And so all the statements that they received were basically anonymous, which just shows you that people are horrified of this shit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Teachers, parents, just come on. If uh, Pink Floyd, if Roger Waters wasn't a total fucking scumbag, I'd say, listen to uh, listen to Pink Floyd when it comes to teachers, <laughs> leaving them, uh, well, I guess, curriculums in this case, mm. leaving them kids alone because I don't know why teachers have been so... Demonized over the years They should be demonized by the kids That makes sense (laughs) Right You're not supposed to like your teachers Except for a couple ones Like my favorite Mrs. Killsdonk Oh Let's move on A full list of where Donald Trump Could be kicked off of the ballot This is going to obviously be very impactful If it does happen There's a couple of states in here That may say Buddy You got in too much trouble And you are out of here That would be Colorado Uh, This past week, a lawsuit was filed by the Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, a.k.a. Crew. Look at that acronym. It doesn't it's not cock (laughs) or dick related. That's funny. Hold on. You know, like what's wrong with my anti John Kasich (laughs) Central Ohioans country Kasich cock pack. Check it out. The cock pack. So um, this has been uh, pushed forward and it looks as if. The president, they say the president violated Section 3 of the 14th Amendment on January Mm -hmm. 6th and that Trump should be removed from Colorado's ballot, Um, according to crew president Noah Bookbinder. Oh, look at that. I wonder what he does on the weekends. Yes, (laughs) that is kind of funny. That is one of those last names where I feel like his family was indeed bookbinders. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'll also come up with that last name. He said, "It's if the very fabric of our democracy is to hold, we must ensure that the Constitution is enforced and the same people who attacked our democratic system not be put in charge of it. And I do not disagree with that sentiment. I 100% agree yeah. with him. Because literally Donald Trump is just saying, I'm putting everyone in prison. It's just not, not good. Let's just move. Can we just please, Donald, move on? Yeah. Well, and this is, uh, honestly, this is a legal way to technically move on. I mean, a little bit of context here, Ben, when we were watching the major Taylor green uh, trial where she was on the stand and she kept saying, I don't recall. I don't recall. Right. What they were trying to do is this same exact thing is that is use the 14th amendment, which came after the civil war. And basically they were just saying that, Hey, if you were actively uh, traitorous to the United States government, AKA you were an active member of the Confederacy. Right. You could no longer hold public office. That is how we got the 14th amendment. Mm. Um, and, and that's why it came after the civil war. So that is why when it comes to January 6th, your Donald Trump's, your major Taylor greens, your Jim Jordan's, if you were in fact 
part of a plot and they can prove it, uh, that you were trying to overturn the United States government, then sure, yeah, that's sedition, right? And that is, again, a traitor's... Uh, it's a crime right. against the 14th Amendment. And certainly and you not. can no longer hold federal office. Yeah, public office. And of course, that would make sense. New Hampshire, another state uh, that is uh, looking to enact, again, this apparently Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Uh, Michigan, which, as we know, in 2016, played a hell of a role in getting Donald Trump into office. Uh, they have put forth that there is a, they say valid, they say, quote, there's a valid legal argument to be made for keeping Trump off the 2024 ballot. Arizona as well, obviously a big stronghold for Donald Trump and the Republicans in many ways, despite the fact Carrie Lake did end up losing, uh, which thank freaking God for that. She and still hasn't conceded, though, of course. She hasn't conceded. So it's Arizona, Michigan, New Hampshire, and Colorado are the uh, four states that are mm. considering getting Trump off of the ballot. Right. And that's the level where they would have to do it, even though it is a federal statute right in, within our own U U.S. Constitution. It would have to be state by state because who gets on the ballot and who doesn't get on the ballot, as we were talking about earlier with Cornell West, even presidential candidates, federal candidates. It is up to each individual state to determine how different candidates and different parties get on their ballots. All right. Well, just lastly, let's do the aforementioned polling data. It has been some good news for the Nikki Haley campaign, indeed. So Joe Biden looks to be virtually tied with other GOP candidates. However, Nikki Haley, according to this recent CNN poll conducted by SSRS, they found that Haley led Biden 49 percent to 43 percent. And oh. obviously, when it comes to who do you want to choose for president in a primary, you have to be intelligent enough to know the next thing is called a general election. Mm -hmm. My question do you think when we were discussing, obviously, we've discussed a lot about the big donors. We've talked a lot about where the money's coming from. And now as these donors dip on out from DeSantis, as we mentioned on the last episode, many of them are going over to Nikki Haley. Electability matters. Is mm -hmm. this is this what Nikki Haley just straight up runs on? You know, this is one of those things where it's like, why do they do these debates? And this is why Nikki Haley stood out. And I've heard this on NPR. I've heard it on different TV stations. I've heard it just from regular people who, I don't know, for some reason, watch the debate. She looked the most presidential. Yeah. She took on Vivek and all his Trump wannabe rhetoric. Yeah, I know. But she also stood out from all the other old white fogies who were on stage with her just because she was hey, so now, articulate. I, Ace is cool, okay? I got Ace's <laughs> I know. Look, I, Ace is cool I want to jam. I want to jam with Ace. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Doug Burkamp, you could just go back to North Dakota. <laughs> but Nikki Haley, yeah. she looked presidential. She looked smart and she looked... Again, adult. if you have her adult, yeah, and not crazy. And if you put her next to someone like Joe Biden, I venture to say that even some independents, moderates, probably even some Democrat women who just want a woman president finally in this history of our right. country could very well go for Nikki Haley. Well, and as we know, in 2016, why did Trump win? Suburban women. In Trump uh, 2020, right. why did Biden win? Suburban women. Mm -hmm. So that suburban woman vote is huge. Yep. And Nikki Haley, obviously, if they're center right, center, even perhaps center left, mm -hmm. I think that they would go with Nikki Haley. Maybe she is the best option for the Republicans. And the question is, as we were just talking, does Donald Trump ever come down in his polling data? He's still. Uh, yeah, like she, still about, Trump. She, right, still, she still trails Trump. She still trails Trump. Yeah. 
But, but now, in even, the, but in the general head-to-head, Trump and Biden are basically tied again, and we already saw right. what happened in 2020. And maybe you added Nikki Haley to the ticket. I mean, keep in mind she already served in the Trump administration. She was ambassador to the UN under Trump. So you almost wonder if Trump really wants to ensure his own presidency happens again. Maybe he tags Nikki Haley onto uh, the ticket. The question is, would she do it? Yes, because she didn't raise her hand in saying that she would support Donald Trump mm-hmm. for president. I also wanted to point out something that I had failed to point out. Every single person on that GOP debate stage had to sign um, a document saying that they would support the potential yeah. nominee. And then when right. they were asked, only one and a half people raised their hands <laughs> because yeah. DeSantis sort of rose his hand. So that was a blatant lie for them just to get on the stage. So maybe, right. well, maybe kind of they signed it think, thinking, kind of reading the tea leaves the way we're kind of reading it. He may not even be on this ballot. Legally, he may not even be a- available, you know? Yeah. Right. Yes. So uh, if you're Nikki Haley right now, it it, it seems as if perhaps she is sort of, um, you know, getting getting some good press at the right time because the first primaries are coming up pretty freaking soon. I think they're February, right? Oh, Lord. Yeah, we're about six months out, less than six months out from yeah. the, the first in the nation. You got your Iowa's, your New Hampshire's, your South Carolina's, your Nevada's, and then Super Tuesday. That's super close. That's uh, your first few weeks of March. So it's coming, folks. The question is, can any of these candidates move the needle against Trump? And also, Trump goes on trial in Georgia on March 4th, right before Super Tuesday. Oh, my God. Will it have an impact? So crazy. Also, if you're the Biden administration and not good news among Democrats, 67% said they want their party to choose somebody else. Like Democrats. Is the best the Democrats can do Joe Biden is the best we got Joe Biden for real. And I mean, it'd be interesting, right? With Mexico having a female president and then America having a female president. Imagine that'd be wild. That would be wild. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes. Very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) we'll keep following this, following what's going on. The world continues to turn and uh, we'll just keep on paying attention to it. Also, just lastly, lastly, a Georgia special grand jury. It's come out that they did recommend charges for Lindsey Graham, David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. Get him. And uh, the idea of Lindsey Graham in jail is just very funny to me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down to the yard, boys. Yeah. Him a biscuit time. I, I made him special. Would you, you think he'd thrive more than Joe Exotic in there? Uh, I think it's very difficult for Joe because he's such a people person. No, Joe is struggling. Poor guy. I know. I follow him on Facebook. It's, bad. it's rough. But he's still Facebook. Huh? Oh, yeah. You know, you know, got to smuggle there somewhere. Yeah, I see how it's. They, they, I, I'm, I'm never in solitary confinement. I always have my ladybugs with me. Oh, Lindsay. <laughs> yes, you do. Speak with them, please. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Hail yourselves. Talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.